0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention, and I need all of you to
1: stop what you're doing and listen. Now,
0: live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide.
1: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal
0: Sparks. Thanks. actor, comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. I, okay, first of all, right out of the gate... Happy New Year, Johnny Million. I love you. You are my brother from another Aww. madre, from a uh, Votre padre, and uh, um, which would be from your dad, I guess. And but the, yeah, um, yeah it, that, it, let's it, it's, it's which is true. into this. No, it's not his fault. I don't blame him. This is all my fault. I just. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, did you have a nice? Um, are you are you cat hunting right now? There's a cat yeah, running around in the background. Sure. That happens. That's going to happen. That's all right. It's completely un- understandable. Um, so uh how was your uh New Year's Eve? Did it you was did very, you? Stay awake?
1: I was in bed by nine fifteen. I was in bed by
0: Irish New Year's, which was five <laughs> PM Pacific. <laughs>
1: no. Um I love yeah. it. I went to we've we have fallen into a tradition of going out to eat with some dear friends at Red Robin. <laughs> oh my
0: god. The yammification has begun. Isn't it? Yeah. It's just uh, sometimes it's just a joy for it to be like a a, a pathetic mess. It takes all yep. the pressure off. You know what I mean? Exactly. Meanwhile, like, well,
1: we're just going to meet Kathy and Kathy at Red Robin. Let's just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, COVID and uh, the current state of unpleasantness has given me a break from my normal uh, Great Gatsby-like New Year's celebrations that I usually go to. And, uh, and it's a good thing, too, because I think I... I sent my tuxedo to the cleaners in 2020 and haven't been able to pick it up since because it's a mom and pop and they're shut down. It's just kind of in storage. <laughs> um, but but I, my top hat's clean and in its proper box, so I'm fine with that. And you know I don't mind going to a party in just my cummerbund. But um, so you just you went to Red Robin. You you ordered yep. from the you, you ordered double appetizers like it's 19.99.
1: Yeah, had some fried pickles, had some bottomless fries. Were they truly? Yeah, yeah. They would not have stopped bringing them if we had kept asking.
0: I don't know. I think that that's a theory that needs testing, quite frankly. That, I
1: mean, okay, not, I'm going to have to train for that kind of thing, though.
0: As you, Yes, you will. Absolutely. So, like, Hire one of those dudes, like a former gold medalist from the hot dog eating contest. Get that <laughs> guy to get you out of shape yeah. for it. Um, exactly. As I have said many, many times before, America does not need uh, all like all you can eat buffets. It needs all you should eat buffets with yes. someone saying they're going. Ah, ah. OK, that's true.
1: Thank you. you
0: All done. the way
1: through.
0: You, you're done. You'll thank me later when when you can still feel your feet. <laughs> Please <Yes>. go.
1: <laughs> Please
0: go. Otherwise, you'll be spending the better part of two days on the toilet. Um, Speaking of New Year's celebrations in that regard. um, I thought you were going to say, speaking
1: of two days on the toilet.
0: Yeah, but I kind of, yeah, the sideline reference to that. Um, Sometimes my comedy is dry as an aspirin sandwich. Um, But just leave it there. Um, Summer had to work last night for a big event in Vegas that Hmm. went on in spite of current, uh, you know, Omicron concerns being what they are. And largely that is because, um, uh, luckily, So far, according to the data from uh, South Africa and throughout the United States, UK, most of Europe, that there has been for the first time in this a a major divergence from positive test cases and hospitalizations, and that hospitalizations, it should come as no surprise, are made up entirely. And and, I mean, uh, in a statistical entirety, ninety nine point seven, eight percent of unvaccinated people. And the people who are vaccinated <laughs> that. are among the people testing positive for this because, like a cold or the flu, you can get it again. It's just not going to wipe you out.
1: Right.
0: And that that huge step forward um, cannot be overstated It that that making this a turning point in that regard, that that when a wave came this time, if you look at the statistical parts of it, it. Um, in the COVID stats right now, and you look at the wave we were going into in uh, December of, let's see. Yeah. So let's look at, I'm looking at January 1st. I'm looking at you um, January 1st. Of of 2021. Mm -hmm. And uh, on that day, um, 120,000 people were hospitalized. And there were 27,431 in the United States, currently in ICU most of those people at the time ended up passing away. Now, we are in a situation where we are seeing a seasonal rise in test cases, but the number of ICU, we are at 78,000 people hospitalized, 17,243 are, uh, you know, deaths on December 31st is the current rate, whatever. Um, Largely made up of Trump fans who want to show their fealty to this man by not getting vaccinated because U.N. shock troops, aliens living in marine bases, drinking human milkshakes, adrenochrome, Democrat, okay. and adrenochrome um, Democrats, Satan worshippers. And we, you remember when the beginning of, the, of, of COVID started and we were st- dealing with this, that most people on the Democratic side of things were aware, especially if you're aware during the H1N1 issue, that there was a This was present. This was preventable that we had we had responded to H1N1 under the Obama administration by putting forward a pandemic response team and a strategy were this or something like it to happen again. And it's gonna that we are an international world. okay, and increasingly so. And as world poverty um, uh, is continually lowering what that not only does that include people being able to have enough food, enough water, a, a roof over their head. It means that an increasing number of them can travel, move about the globe and be involved in business that takes them elsewhere or even just vacationing. And therefore, the introductions of viruses to and from again are back to a level of like the 1500s, you know, first introduction of society to a society like, hey, you want smallpox? Sure. What do you got in exchange? How about syphilis? Great. Cool. See you in a couple years. Uh, by the way, can I borrow some of your Black Plague? Only if you leave me behind, a, a, you know, a birth defects, right, <laughs> from a series of people who are, you know, mixing with our crowd. All right. So those, you know, those things are increasing as there are more people on the earth, as more of those people are interacting, as they should, because the people of the world are beautiful people and are worth meeting. Um, and this is going to be something we have to deal with. And it's not even like Democrat, it's not even a, you know, a a partisan issue. This should be very obvious, um, to anybody with, in a multinational corporation who's had to get their shots so they can go to their factory, they know this kind of stuff. And so obviously the Republicans know it, but for whatever reason, the entrenched point of view has been. That, uh, you know, uh, getting vaccinated, wearing masks is a Democratic thing and shunning it and screaming freedom into a plastic tube as they ventilate you is a Republican thing. <laughs> and, and more my, and more, I don't know why. I don't know why. And, and it is increasingly, you know, it's sad and disheartening and unnecessary and ridiculous and embarrassing. And so much so. Oh, beg your pardon. Um, why oh that's very odd oh that's very odd I see what happened? now they should oh uh, I don't know there was a there's an issue with my microphone on the web thing that's what they were doing ah thank you guys something is happening to the thing ah, I see something got switched over when I restarted and i I apologize to the people who can't hear me and everyone on the radio who can <laughs> I owe you an equal apology um. Fixing this right now. Um, hmm. Very curious. It's not showing up in my thing. Um, hopefully there, uh, that, hopefully that did it. Nope, that didn't do it. Um, hmm. I love fixing tech things in the middle of stuff. It's It's just lovely. It is what I do. It's totally what I do. Uh, how very, very, very strange. Um... Um, anyways, well, I'll I'll work on that. We're gonna well, let's take an early break real quick, and mm-hmm. then I'll fix that, and we'll come back so that I can solve this issue. Tell everybody that we're I'm going to break to fix the audio issue, uh, Johnny, because they can hear you; they just can't hear me.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, we're gonna yeah. Uh, take a quick break and then fix this audio issue, and be right back. Yeah. Thanks, how? No, well, Yes, thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> Attention! Attention! Stop what you're doing! Because we're coming back to the Hell Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Oh my
0: god! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it.
1: Now let's get back with Hell Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide.
0: So I uh, apparently, uh, apparently on the restart that I was doing, I, I had my own little mini Y2K bug. That just oh, kind of no. resurfaced and and just reset settings to zero. For yeah, whatever
1: and reason. he's still just, writing twenty twenty one on his
0: checks. I am. It's true. I'm still writing nineteen twenty one on my checks just to be <laughs> just just because all my checks are um, made out to Lamont Cranston, the Shadow. Um,
1: oh, so wow. random.
0: So random. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, for the, everybody in the chat room, welcome to the show. Hi. Sorry you couldn't hear me, but you can hear Johnny. It's usually the opposite of what we have happening, right? Yeah, that's true. Usually it's the uh, That's usually the opposite.
1: I'm out here killing it. No one knows. Yeah, that's right.
0: And yet that now we switched, right? Um, so, um, and everyone is saying they enjoy Red Robin as well. Um, however, oh, good. You,
1: yeah. I was, I was, as soon as I said that, I was like, I'm not going to be alone here. Yeah. No, no, no. Of course not.
0: Um, now... The, I have seen it's so funny it should be it should come as no surprise that the um, the doomsayers, the doom and gloomers, the chicken littles have been uh, habitually you know rattling their cage for ever I mean it's just that's how you get clickbait. It's just you know the world's coming to an end it's going to end, it's uh, always going to end. I've shown my like the people on my live stream. So many YouTube channels that literally for years have been uh, using thumbnails that said this is the end from the economy to, you know, to what COVID's going to you know, amount to as far as worldwide deaths and that kind of stuff. All of it. This just nonstop. And there's there, there's a thin line between realism and pessimism. And the problem is, is that nobody bothers to tell the difference. You know what I mean? Because downplaying pessimism sounds like you're being, you know, Pollyanna-ish and also not respecting that some people have real problems. Instead right. of going, what, what, what's the worst thing you can tell people with real problems? A, that those problems will never end. And or B, that yours are worse. End. Yeah, right. That yours are worse, right? <laughs> yeah. And that no one will be able to uh, help them with their problem because they're too busy with their terrible problems as well. Right. It's yeah. just a, it's a never ending cycle of this. And it is, uh, you know, it is in the right and left activist class. It is where the horseshoe crosses over. It is where they meet in the middle that they the one thing they can agree on is the end is nigh. It's right around the corner. And I you know, I, I mention this in my stand up show sometimes. If I think the audience needs to hear it. But I, and I'm sorry to start 2022 this way for some folks. I know you're going to be very disappointed, but the world is not going to end. I know you just say uh. that you just saw Don't Look Up and you're convinced that uh, that we're all idiots. The world's run by idiots. Everybody's idiots. Nobody cares. It's all spiraling down the toilet because that's all you're seeing. And um, meanwhile, quietly behind the scenes, there's articles uh, that are coming out that I, you know, I posted recently that even Raw Story couldn't avoid. That um, the gerrymandering that we've all been very concerned about, and dear God, oh dear God, oh dear God, they're cutting up this. Oh dear God, the, 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 the Republicans are gerrymandering. The, the gerrymandering is going to take away. They're going to sweep sweep of Republican seats. Turns out, according to all the people who actually look at this stuff. Um, Not only it it may it may be a wash in general, you know, one for one, it may just even out. And it even looks like Democrats could gain advantage in multiple congressional districts, not the least of which is Lauren Boebert's. Um, Amazing. Right. Well, here's the
1: thing.
0: Well, here's the thing. I, I, I think she's gross and MTG is gross and the like, but there is a value um, to um, making them the face of the Republican Party because, quite frankly, they are. Yeah, they, they simply are. Um, and for me, anyways, um, watching the kind of um, the, the the fear gaze at the sky. I mean, did you see? Did you see? Don't look up. Have you seen the movie? I haven't On seen nervous? that yet. Okay, um, it's it's a loosely knit comedy. Uh, you know, it's it, there's some high comedy moments mixed with some ultra seriousness, and this is Adam McKay's kind of mm. new thing now, right? This is his this is his stylistic choice. It's it comes from The Big Short, um, mixed right. with Anchorman kind of stuff, and what you get, you know, when you when you crisscross The Big Short and Anchorman about an end of the world scenario, you get don't look up in a lot of ways, and The there is so I mean it it has a wacky button ending like you you got to stick around for the post credits scene that's all I'm gonna say okay um and um uh, Julie and our says, it makes a good point though it makes it tries to make several points which you know some of which are valuable uh, mainly about how we um, absorb information these days and one of the places it it misses is that um, what it looks like is that everybody is too busy being self-involved or, uh, or trivializing things to be able to handle serious things. And it, it in, in no way addresses the opposite as well. The complete uh, ignorance and, um, and devaluing of real solutions and, and real progress. Because it, it ignores, I mean, literally there's only one other country that launches an attempt to stop the asteroid. You know what it's about. And it's Russia and they, there's just a mm. nuclear explosion or something and they blow up on the landing pad and that's it. Which is absurd. Because there are dozens of other countries with the technological know-how and ability, you would have them all meeting at the UN. It wouldn't be like the United States unilaterally. That's part of it that has, required for comedy. They have to narrow the options to a ridiculous point, and and in and in reality, that in and of itself is um, an affect of our modern social media mentality, the ignoring of solutions and progress. Right. In in the same way that uh, you know the, the and the, you know and there are people who make their living off of it, um, not the least of which is right now the Republicans. There's it's clear that their entire they're all in on running against the existence of the Biden administration, not just policy that, that they're they're all in on Newsmax and all these other sites saying it's an illegitimate presidency. They, I mean, Matt Gates and Steve Bannon, all these folks, they all say um, they, they call it a regime. For example, they use sure. the phrase regime, which we are we use for you know dictatorships in other countries. And it's not an accident. It's a it's a it's a marketing choice. For the message that they are selling, and it requires an active ignoring of the um, of the reality on the ground. Um, you have to think you have to blame Biden for you know both inflation and supply chain crunches, and which means you have to pretend we didn't just go through a pandemic. You have okay. to look at inflation without incorporating the price of gas and the price of used cars, which make up 64 percent of the rise in uh, in you know it's percentage-wise um, of the rise in inflation uh, year to year over year. You have to ignore that the same gas station and I've been, like we've talked about this on the on the live stream till I'm blue in the face, but the. Trump was always bringing up the $7.50 gas in California. There's a station that, well, that station sold gas for $11.59 in 2019. It's what they do. They're in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Um, And so the. You have to ignore. um, All the normalcy, all the reality. Of, you know, to to carry their message for it. And it's not surprising when they do it. When we do it, when our side does it, that's where you'll you'll find me sort of sheepdogging on Twitter. That's what I call it. When I'm like, not so fast. There's actually mm-hmm. some good news because if if you automatically gainsay any progress, you are no longer an activist. You are someone who has commodified misery. For your own financial and uh, I guess fame, well-being to some degree, you have turned it into a product. You have made a widget out of misery and poverty and inequality, racism and all these things. You turn that into a canned soda that you sell for a living. And if it ever goes out of style, you know you just rebrand it and make sure it's always around. And it's it, it is. When the Republicans do it because they're the opposition, in this, it should not surprise anybody that they are running, uh, you know, the, they're, they're jacking up and, uh, and artificially inflating the misery index. But when anybody on our side starts to do it, it undermines the actual progress made. And when you do that and then you go, I wonder why Biden's numbers are low or I wonder why people don't feel like the Build Back Better plan on a national level, while there's there, you know, sixty percent of Americans are for the content of it. Um, if you dig down into the numbers, there only forty percent are very much for it or, or or for it in general. The support for it lightens up incredibly, and that comes from this perception, especially that. Um, It'll never be enough that that there's no pleasing these people. Uh, uh, right. That's just what Jesus said, sir. Um, if anybody knows life of Brian of course. Um, and and therefore it is crucial. Um, considering how much gain ground uh, Trump gained with his own people by crowing from the okay. rooftops, every artificial success he had, every ridiculous yeah. claim that we have a responsibility to uh, to you know support and um, and affirm the gains made, even as we push for further gains that we know are valuable. And and uh, I I feel like that's the lesson for 2022. Is you know is regaining a a, a sense of uh, pride and accomplishment and uh, and owning the the accomplishments, hook line singer, warts and all because nobody gets everything they want in life and any and, and the expectation that you will is childish, it's infantile and it's it's also dismissive of other human beings so you know e- even if even if your goal is completely um, you know uh, respectable from uh, you know across the board a nonpartisan, issue. Your tactic to get there may not be. We may have a shared goal, but a different tactic on how best to achieve said thing. And there's a genuine belief in some instances that while you we share the same goal, if your tactic is one way, it may actually set us back in a way that you may not be aware because you wear blinders because we both have the same goal and you are laser focused on a particular goal. And that's why debate is good. That's why. Um, democracy is the best form of government because you do have people coming together. That's why we are Democrats, and so um, it is. It is incredibly important that uh, we learn to sort of shrug off the the sort of uh, sort of self pity of the you know of the last couple of decades that's become the you know the methodology. You know, and that the end is near is the best way to, you know, to motivate people. Because it isn't. I got news for you. The, you know, all the talk about climate change only is uh, currently is only preaching to the choir.
1: Right.
0: Anybody we have to convince is not convinced by our conversation. And the rest of us are already doing everything we can. So there's got to be a new m- way to show the progress in air quality, water quality, um, soil quality, safety. Um, look at shoring up cities like Miami against the encroaching seas. Whether or not the locals or DeSantis believe that it's caused by human uh, introduction of CO two and methane into the atmosphere is immaterial, because those lives, those people will drown whether they believe it or not. Those houses will be ruined whether these folks believe it or not. And so we have a responsibility to make that um, that progress forward, even if they're not on board as to the why. Because you want to save lives? you want to move things forward? Or do you just want to be right with your arms crossed as the asteroid hits the Earth? Because that's one of the other lessons of we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Also, by the way, Happy New Year, everybody at CPT. To our yeah. family there. You guys, we love you. Thank you for another great year. I've missed you. We'll be back right after this know i'm only on one day a week i get it i'm gonna have to jump on uh garage band and start sawing something together this is the house bar Wow, and then a guitar note and then progressive and all that. yeah it's gonna be good hey how did you mean something like this this is the house bar Wow, and a guitar note and then progressive and all that. yeah it's gonna be good the House Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the show. So I, uh, um, the I was talking to Johnny during the break that uh, Paul Krugman, bless his heart, um, uh, posted earlier this year. Like literally opens the year with, "Do you share my sense of dread about the year ahead? If not, why not?" And it's the beginning of a, of like a four part thread. Um. Uh, the, he, you know, he's like, uh, at this point, I'm not personally afraid uh, of COVID. I do know vaccine boosted people who've been, had breakthrough cases but both anecdotes and the available data say that the cases are usually mild. Okay, fine, right. But, but that's good. It's a huge leap forward. It, it points to a huge downturn in deaths, but don't, don't get hopeful yet, according to Paul Gregman. The next one is longer term. I'm terrified of climate change. Well, yeah, but terrified is not the point where you operate at your best. You can, and honest to God, you can't actually be nonstop terrified. That's a joke. Longer term, I'm terrified of climate change. No, you're aware of it. You're doing what you can. We're all, you know, voting for people who are doing the right thing. There, we are, and period, we are trying to convince people who are, uh, you know, not aware of the toxicity of, of the chemicals we're putting into the air and water and, and the ground um, that they should maybe dial it back a touch. And, uh, and the 97% of climate scientists who believe that, um, that human beings are having an effect on climate change believe that we play over 50% of the uh, amount of CO2 um, that we put into the air or the human human action is responsible for 50 percent of the rise in temperature. That's what the 97 percent consensus is. Not that we're 100 percent responsible for it. Not that one volcano couldn't actually eruption wouldn't actually temper that and chill the environment for a period of time for about six to 10 years. They're aware of all this stuff. Yes. Is it something we have to deal with? Absolutely. Are we doing something? Yes. All the major countries of the world, but for China and, and parts of India, um, have a strategy to mitigate this stuff over a decade and a half. There's, it, you're not screaming at an asteroid headed from the sky. It's, and it's not the best way to motivate people. As a matter of fact, it is counterintuitive. You are screaming bloody murder at the choir. And they're like, yeah, we know. Nice. We're working on it. But the, uh, also, the, the idea that he's longer term, I'm terrified of climate change, is a silly place to live. Concern, yes. Work, yes. But that's like, look, what kills most people? Johnny Million, what's the, what's the, uh, of Americans in general? What's the number one killer of Americans? Heart disease? Yes, heart disease. Heart disease, the number one killer of Americans. Do you, Help mitigate heart disease by being terrified of it.
1: <laughs> no, no,
0: you 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 change your diet and your exercise to lower your chances of uh, of experiencing heart disease for a longer time. Every term. twenty-seven supple- years, you
1: get a heart transplant.
0: <laughs> right? Yes, and you and you get a giant clawed open chest, and they just replace it with a machine. Um, yes. You, you, and, and as a matter of fact, it's counterintuitive. You're get, you're like you can literally give yourself heart disease by living terrified of climate change. And what if you're the person who comes up with a really good idea that might right. solve the problem through climate, you know, through carbon reclamation or, or, you know, methane inversion or, or you know, building giant, you know, geosyncs to pull the carbon out of the air, which is what we do by planting. You know, I'm, There's a I'm trillion-
1: suspicious of you when you say methane inversion. I'm just saying.
0: That's, I, well, I, on, a, on a personal level, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that. You are how can we turn that around? Responsible more for um the than cattle. <laughs> okay, now which by the way I know this is the one from the clumps. But oh, it is? this is yes it is. I mean it's the one they used a bunch, but yeah, yeah. Uh, in that movie. But uh, this is the funniest one. That is the fun. I'm sorry, it just is.
1: Is that just like is the, the Wilhelm scream of fart
0: I don't know. Yeah, no, I've only got. I, I downloaded six of them a while back, and those were the only ones that were audio quality enough. A lot of them had like <laughs> artifacting.
1: You know how it is. I'm a. Bit oh, of a you can't have digital artifacts in your samples.
0: No, you yeah, need no, that. that's you, strong. Yeah, you need, There's
1: a lot of bottom end. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pun intended.
1: <laughs> I can't believe I a didn't lot even of catch that. I,
0: I didn't. Yeah, you, you punned yourself into a corner. Um, so <laughs> so. Longer term, I'm terrified of climate change, but at this point, that fear has been overtaken by a near-term risk of political catastrophe right here in America. That's the second one. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm terrified daily of climate change, which makes me ineffective and a screaming maniac that isn't convincing. Is it anyways, Paul which Krugman is
1: also doing this?
0: Yes, this is Paul Krugman. Um, Dude. Uh, yeah. But at this point, the fear has been overtaken by a near-term risk of political catastrophe right here in America. We've always had an ideological conflict, and these conflicts have often been won by people with bad ideas and sometimes by people with bad motives. But now half of our political spectrum is controlled by a faction that is ruled not by ideology, but by the will to power. We had an attempted coup a year ago. The GOP has now essentially endorsed that attempt and is preparing the ground for a future cancellation of democracy. Wrong. Uh, the noisy parts of this increasingly small group are dwindling, and they are... M- Uh, unfortunately, and I mean this genuinely, killing off their own um, electorate in this process. And as much as they attempted a coup, it was the most moronic, uh, ill-fated, dunce coup in the history of Earth. They might as well have, you know, for its long-term effects, they might as well have attacked the Capitol with banana peels. It's absurd, and I, again, I've tweeted this many times, but I can't tell you, Johnny Million, how grateful I am that this coup was attempted by the biggest bunch of ham-headed morons to ever try to take over a government. And as you, ugly and noisy as it was, it was completely useless.
1: Yeah, I don't really see, like, the great minds getting together and planning a good coup. Right. Right. And they might attack the, the, it from another angle, like, same, I don't know, come up with better policy, try to get people to vote for the thing that they right. believe in.
0: Right, which a bunch of them are trying to do. They're like, you know, like Liz Cheney and Kitzinger and all these folks trying to, like, wrench the party back to re- relative normalcy.
1: That's just I'll because, tell you what, I'm going to say and, this again. I lived in I lived in DeKalb County for 15 years and voted against Kitzinger every chance I got. Right. And... He is the last guy. I thought that I'd be going. At a boy.
0: Yeah, right. But at this, you know, at, 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 that's not surprising. That's you know, there's, um, you know, th- that is the volume of human beings are a little better than we give them credit for, and we get caught up because right. of social media and other stuff, and because clickbait news articles and and print media, especially chasing crazy as eyeballs. Yes, exactly. Crazy is very loud and can make you feel like you're surrounded, but it's sort of the equivalent of someone standing out in front of your house with a megaphone by themselves going, come out. We have the place surrounded. You have no escape, you know. And the sad part is, is that, uh, you know, uh, in this analogy, Paul Krugman is in the house with you going, I believe him and don't try to go out the windows or the back door. Because they're probably there. They really are. They're probably there. I mean, they're probably not, but they probably are. You know what? I think they are. Don't even try to look. Like, don't even look out the windows. Because if you don't see anybody there, you might have the false sense of security that there isn't anybody there. And then you'll end up going out the window. And then you'll get they'll sneak up on you because they're probably in the bushes. Right. This is a part of it. So he he says uh, we had an attempt like he and he ends it with this. Despair is not a plan. Nobody should give up. But if you aren't extremely worried, you aren't paying attention. Okay, first of all, no. Uh, uh, First, uh, uh, you can't be 80, 95% despair. Literally, the dude says terrified. (laughs) You know, like in his second tweet, terrified at this point. But I'm overtaken by the near-term risk. So his, but at that point, this, that fear has been overtaken. So he's terrified of climate change to the point of near paralysis. But even worse, he's terrified by the redistricting efforts and, the, and the, you know, the voting restriction laws, which, by the way, have done nothing but anger and motivate Democratic voters all across this country. There is not a single district in this country where they will try to create a choke point Where Democrats are not going to marshal support and make sure that there's either enough voting booths or enough, you know, strategic outreach, especially in the early voting, to make sure that every Democratic voter in Georgia or Texas or anywhere else will have everything they need to make sure their vote gets counted. Because that's, uh, you know, everything they're trying to shut down, you can still operate within the law of those things. And it's not that hard. And the Democratic Party, that is our, you know, we actually have a get out the vote campaign. We actually have a get out the vote strategy, and if they tweak it, this you know it reminds me of, in, you know, speaking of the Carter administration earlier, when when the Carter administration instituted um, new um, gas rules uh, as far as uh, like emissions rules on cars and and mileage rules, the um, the American automakers. Uh, especially under you know Lee Iacocca, who was one of my dad's heroes. He had, you know he wanted me to read Iacocca's biography. Remember that whole? That was a big deal. That was, mm-hmm, like, that was before, huge. Ford, that was a huge motivating book in the eighties. And he you know he and the heads of Ford and other places were like, this is going to be too expensive, and they spent in inorbit- like exorbitant amounts of money mo- uh, trying to lobby Congress to turn those standards back instead of putting it into R&D and finding ways to actually get there, they spent all the money, you know, trying to motivate politicians to undo it. And during the Reagan years, they did. Japanese automakers did not. Japanese automakers responded to the American change, where the, which was their biggest market at the time, with, I guess that's the standard now, how do we meet that? How do we exceed it, as a matter of fact? And they did. And, you know, that's when like the Toyota overtook the big three directly related to the decision point was, here's a standard of quality. You can fight it or you can exceed it. And they Mm -hmm. decided to exceed it. And this is, you know, uh, in a, in a similar way, I, you know, Democrats are looking at 2022 with that mentality, myself included, everybody in the, you know, You know, in the real Democratic Party, isn't going to go, oh, well, they passed the law where you need an I.D. And, you know, and I guess there's no way that people of color are going to be able to get an I.D. I guess we're just done. Right. You know, no, they're going to make sure that people fill out all the paperwork they have. They're going to help them get an I.D. in
1: mass. I guess we're just done.
0: Yeah. I I mean, the idea that we're just going to sort of back down in the face of these laws is absurd, And as a matter of fact, like the big three back in the 80s, the Republican Party is setting these rules without recognizing that there's a whole bunch of poor white people that don't have IDs, that that believe they should be living off the grid, that have this fantasy of sovereign citizenship while they live in a trailer believing there's going to be an Ayn Rand future for them somewhere, that do not have their ducks in a row when it comes to voting, And they're going to be hit by these laws worse than Democratic voters because they don't think they have to prepare. They don't think they need it. And the the Republicans that, you know, support these, you know, the policies that they have don't ultimately want those people to vote anyways, unless they're all on board for the, you know, whatever agenda they have. And even then, they're not going to go the extra mile. They're just going to assume they're going to be able to vote because they're white and they're living in, you know, a Georgia suburb. Whereas Democrats cannot and will not take any votes for granted, we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this with uh, more anti despair <laughs> uh, for for twenty twenty two. I'm that's I'm I'm all in on radical optimism this year, and I'm not wrong. No, I'm 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 planting my flag um, on Mount Hope this year. No. Um, And I'll I'll see you guys on the other side of the break. It's the Housemarque Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk.